everyone, and welcome back to another week here on our wonderful, amazing show, Fingers Crossed Podcast, starting off on a very humble note. We are your hosts. I once love again. the confidence. It's really great. Yes, thank you. You just got to come out swinging and set the tone for the whole thing, you know? I love that. Just act confident. No one will question you. It is spooky season, fully underway, and we have a couple Halloween-ish related episodes in the next couple weeks for you guys, but this week, we wanted to do it a little bit differently because we know that not everyone likes like creepy haunted scary stories and they don't want to listen to that which is traditionally a fun way to do a halloween episode so that will be coming next week but this week you're listening to the light funny prank halloween kind of episode so that's what we wanted to do spooky pumpkins and jumping at your neighbor's kids off the porch and tp'ing the mailbox and all those good halloween mostly harmless pranks there's a couple in here that (laughs) were not so harmless and we do address that (laughs) coming up yes but the rest of them were pretty harmless um and yeah it's it's a good time we also kind of go off the rails and like (laughs) like are very you'll see you'll see i can't even explain <laughs> just it stay tuned. i'm just saying it's a fun episode uh we yeah. laughed a lot i laughed a lot editing it so it's gonna be a great hopefully time. you laugh too yes yes, yes that's indeed. all we hope for so hopefully you enjoy this episode and if you do love the spooky haunted stories ones then we'll be back next week with that one so yes. look forward to that something for meantime, everyone right. we try to be accommodating yes as you know. we try to cater to the masses here fingers crossed since we are the top, the top the podcast in history podcast ever <laughs> Once again, Joe Rogan, we apologize. <laughs> Ever since he moved to Spotify, like we really did move in and take over. Anyway, fact, sorry. we work out of his office now. We sent him to the supply <laughs> closet. So, you know, we're, we're doing great these days. Anyway, welcome to the episode. We have a lot of great stories in store for you. But before that, stories about our own lives that are unfortunately probably not as funny or unbelievable because it's the day-to-day it's real life, life man of us. Yeah, yeah have i ever shared my depressing quote i mean it's not really depressing it's just oh, no. realistic in the scope of life <sighs> and someone told me this and that's just when you think about bad things that happen or like inconveniences big payments you have to make or when things go wrong you know is it something like we're all gonna turn into dust anyway or something? I, no it's like it just keeps coming and it just keeps coming and it just keeps coming and i know that no i do feel like you've said this before and i always relate it to the song just um coming hey in now you're an awesome. back <laughs> hit the ground running yeah no i it does sound like that but i it's whenever something is like going from bad to worse and then something else piles on top i just justify it to myself by just you know, taking a little sigh and saying it just keeps coming and it just keeps coming that doesn't seem comforting at all that just makes it seem like the end is never near and you're forever just suffering with things kind of but on the other hand it makes me feel better because i realize that once i stop feeling sorry for myself that like why can't i catch a break why are these frustrating things continuing to happen week after week just realizing that like that they will not cease to happen. So you might as well just like accept it and roll with the punches and cope the best you can. That's that. Does okay. that sound depressing? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't feel as though that will help everyone in the situation because I don't think telling myself that that just seems like this is very backwards because that seems like something I would say. And then you would be like, no, like, think on the bright side. You have to be hopeful for the future. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm explaining it poorly, but it, it, I find Sierra's going through it. it. You know, uh, but life, I mean, life is like that, you yeah. know, sometimes rough patches and such. But anything you want to share with the class? Get um, off your chest? 
things that are happening this week computer issues yeah well there are some things i can't share um so i will take your silent prayers across the podcast thank you very (laughs) much and then uh what i can share is just uh i went to take my car in um Oh, right. For an oil change. That was and, after we recorded last week, yeah, so you didn't recorded. know what it was so going to be. Yeah, I went to take my car in for an oil change. And I, you know, I always just, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go in, get my oil change, pay like the 70 bucks or whatever. And then I'm going to, I'm going to go and that's going to be with it. my life. And every time they do a full inspection of the car, because I, I take it to my dealership. And I know some people are going to be like, ah, I'll just go to Jiffy Lube. It's so much cheaper. But I'm really trying to invest in like the longevity of my car and like keeping it really in good working order. But they brought me back. They called me with like, and I was at the Americana Mall in front of J. Crew, and they called me back and they told me the additional things that needed to be done. I needed new spark plugs. I needed a whole new fuel injection cleaning. I needed to have one of the bushing arms of my control arm replaced. I needed to have uh, my rotors replaced on my brakes, my front and back brake pads okay, replaced. Okay, we get it. <laughs> and- Anyway, just for all the people who love like car stuff, which is probably like point zero one percent. It's literally your dad that's listening, who's like, "Oh yes, <laughs> please go on." <laughs> My dad literally like, "Hmm, the spark plugs, yes." Um, <laughs> shout out to Randy. Yeah, shout out, Dad. Um, but anyway, they were like, "Yeah, it's quoted about like uh, two thousand three hundred dollars," and I literally just burst into tears in front of Jake Crew. In front of him? Oh no, not in front of the man. I was on the phone. Oh, so I was in front of Jake Crew with like this mom her children like coming out of the store from the crew cuts which is like the children's version of j crew and i just wait it's not a haircutting place no it's called crew cuts i don't know i thought it's cute like little kids like j crew what does that have to do with cut that makes it sound like um like a mall hairdresser well i feel like well crew cuts is like little kids get like a like a i don't know like a bowl haircut or a crew cut or like i I think it's just a clever play on words anyway this is beside the point so we're i don't understand at all where i'm in front of the crew cuts which is the kids version of j crew and i'm just like bursting into tears and i just like and it's not like again it's just not what i expected and i was you know no one wants to have to like go through that so then i started like doing my own research on like these different procedures and like like how important really are they? And then I also went back through some of my old like appointments where they like did maintenance requests and stuff. And I looked at some of the recommended services and they had been like recommending that I do the fuel injection cleaning for like two years. And the guy had told me that like it was really gunked up. And what that happens is like there's carbon that builds up inside the car and it can like gunk up your engine anyway. So this is probably really boring. Long story short, I negotiated with him a lot. I kind of told him my situation. I was like, you know, anyway, he got me a really nice discount. He ended up doing the oil change for free. And so oh, there, that is nice. Yeah, there was really some, and he actually uh, changed my cabin and air filter, cabin filter and engine filter for free too. Like he, he I think he really Great. took pity on me. So that was a nice lemonade, silver lining. And now I can honestly tell you driving my car is very like it drives smoother and when i brake i stop hearing that like sound that you really shouldn't hear when you brake that's one thing i don't miss about driving a car is paying for it and taking care of it and it's just so much stress sometimes like when things are just piling up and then if you ignore it it's like okay it could be more expensive later but you don't know that and you're like "Ah." and then there's also car insurance per monthly cost and now the cost of gas in california is like you can't get it for less than like 450 or 480 a gallon anywhere so i mean it's 
It's it, this is why America should have invested in high speed rails everywhere yeah. instead of cars. But there actually is an entire story about GM specifically lobbying back in the fifties for the highway system, and they are the reason that the entire mostly the West, but like how the country is just so dependent on cars yeah. because of their lobbying and their wanting money. So they, it was just crazy. They really weren't <sighs> thinking about, um, you know, global warming and uh, climate change when they were doing Well, that. GM definitely didn't give a fuck about that. Yeah, no, <laughs> they did not. But anyway, I'm sorry that because of GM back in the 50s, investing in the highway system, lobbying the government, now you're paying a lot of money for your car. Yeah. It's rough. It's rough out there. It's just, it's adulthood though. Honestly, like I, it goes back to my, it just keeps coming and it just keeps coming. Like these things just happen when you are an adult. They just yeah. will happen. And true. Like, yes, I had my good cry in front of J. Crew, but I also like, it's important to realize like these things are going to happen so you know you do your best to just you know take it in stride you know yeah because then now my, sorry. my computer battery died yesterday so now i have to right like out. i was about to say i forgot about the car thing yeah no. <laughs> we're talking about the lemons because i was just thinking how we were just talking about your computer like i feel like you i don't know why you have such bad luck with devices and things just failing on you like I, that's not fortunate i mean the thing is my computer is um, a mac from mid 2012 which as it is 2021 that is almost a decade old and when it comes to like a computer that's kind of ancient right but it's just painful that it all it's like when it rains it pours you yeah. know like you just had to go through this with your car and then trying to you know figure out the best way to go about it with another computer that would be an expensive investment like it's hair pulling inducing yeah so i feel for you um i don't even know what i can say at this point because like you said it just keeps coming and just and sometimes just shit hap hits the fan and it's all at once and it's just like you want to scream for five minutes and then like you said you know pull up your bootstraps take them in stride and just move on but not fun wasn't there somebody the who uh i can't remember what episode it was on some one of our listeners gave us a quote or something that was like if you just like sit down and laugh about it and like find the humor in the situation life is a comedy yeah life is a comedy if you that's what it was you know if you look at it you know the fact that i just paid all this money for my car and now i have to you know potentially buy a new computer or get the battery replaced or whatever it's kind of like all right haha -ha. <laughs> love me a good comedy of the errors here <laughs> comedy of the spark plugs yeah, yeah comedy of the macbook Oh. In terms of, I mean, I don't, I feel like I don't have something that's like as bad to, I don't want to like try and complain and it no, please. contrast to yours because hey, I know that it's. We all live our independent lives and problems do not have to be comparable. Just right. share your truth, ma'am. Anyway, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast. I might have already because it did happen a few weeks ago, but now it's like creeping up and I'm getting faced with decisions of what I have to do about my apartment because they increase my rent so much. Like, I feel like mm. we were just talking about, you know, how things cost a lot of money in adulthood. Yeah. And did I talk about this on the podcast about no, the I just, rent I, renewal thing? I think thing? you maybe told me and Sophie about it privately or something. Oh, okay. Well, in case I did, I, I don't want to harp on it too much, but um, they did like go up above and beyond what the market price of this apartment was. And when I moved in, in January, you know, and got this COVID deal where I got two and a half months free, like I understood that the market price was, you know, a significant amount more. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they not only went and just like raised it to that price, but then added like $200 on top of that already expensive price. I'm just like, no, I don't want to lose it. So I'm like in the in between stressing of what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and negotiate with them, but I just don't even think that it's going to be 
within something that I would agree to. And it's it's tough because it's like, ugh, like I got approved for it on the basis of that price too. So like I could, but it's just so painful that I wouldn't want to personally pay that for a small no. apartment. You know what I mean? That's... And I love my building and I love my location and I love my apartment and everything's perfect. But I just could not justify paying that much more. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm talking to my friend about potentially moving in together because her lease is up at the same time. So like I might go back to a roommate situation, but also I love living alone. But mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm like in that stressful, I'm not sure what I'm going to do time. And the market here is just like so crazy since it bounced bounced back after the pandemic. Like people moving back yeah. into the city, everything's expensive and it's hard to find good spots. So that was kind of my lemon. It's been ongoing for a few weeks, but now I'm like getting serious about looking into it because I have to let them know by, well, I guess I have time, but the end of November. So I don't know. Ugh, I'm so sorry. Ugh. That's so frustrating. And especially that they put $200 above what it would have been regularly because they know that people don't want to move. And so they're trying to take yeah. advantage of it. Just know if you are going through something similar and you're frustrated at rent prices and all that, I feel you. So Updates to come on what I decide to do. I'm just going to, like, start looking around at other places and get a sense. But, again, like, I – like, a lot of people, when I mentioned that on Instagram that I got my lease renewal, they were like, wait, what? You just moved in there. And it is four months before my lease ends. Like, I have to let them know two months before. So, I have – they gave me time, which is nice. Yeah. Um, But – and I have time to figure it out. And also, it's just tricky because it's, like, I can't – necessarily find a place in november that will guarantee me to move in end of january you know so it's like how am i supposed to know for sure if i'm going to find the right fit but i have to let them know by the end of november if i'm going to stay or not you know it's just like all that so moving parts we'll figure it out um but god (laughs) what a week for like adulthood annoyances man yeah life is it just keeps coming it just keeps coming but don't worry because this episode is about to get a lot more fun and we're going to tell a lot of stories to get your mind off of the adulthood things that you might be facing if you're struggling with any of these things we feel you we (laughs) feel you z formation remember we didn't mean it in the z formation well i you (laughs) all sounded like z formation with your hands i was i was just trying to snap in one place but i think i just felt so much passion in that moment that i was really putting my body into it but yes uh you guys can't even see us so you don't know what we're talking about but anyway uh hope you enjoy this episode and have a great week it is coming up on halloween we are very excited we didn't even talk about things we're looking forward to but we are we didn't getting closer to our trip that we're going on our trip because i edited that part yeah. out of our last episode oh you did yeah oh well we're going on a trip uh for halloween and we were so excited to reunite and we have coordinated costumes i need to get my costume pieces still that's in the works oh tbd part of wait, I are, are we keeping them secret so i shouldn't say what just came in the mail are we keeping them yeah don't the say deal? what but well things are coming together yes, slowly a piece of my one of my costumes for our trip arrived in the mail so were you happy with it uh i haven't tried it on yet but it looks very cute okay good that's at least a good step so yes uh follow us on instagram if you want to see our trip together we're going to arkansas and nashville we're going to a hometown date with our friend sophie who's from arkansas small town i've never been actually that's a lie i have been to arkansas but i've never been to like a small town i've been to little rock i mean you were born in a small town i was born in a small no but i haven't been to small town arkansas is what i'm saying have you been to arkansas at all wait you just said yeah i just said did you hear what i just said no i was still thinking about my song (laughs) no Okay, well, you'll listen back and hear where I've been in Arkansas. <laughs> Little Rock. What were you doing there? Yes. Um, I have an, not an aunt and uncle, a cousin and her family live in Arkansas. Oh. Yeah. 
This was back. I haven't been in years though. So we visited them like on our RV trip back way back when. I don't remember a single thing about Little Rock. So I'm excited to see Arkansas from Sophie's point of view I as too. a um, native Arkansasian. What do they call Arkansan? Oh, Arkansan. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, um, but Arkansasian, you know, that works too. <laughs> it does not. But thank you for telling me that. But we're so excited for that trip. We have other things to look forward to. Fall is upon us. I'm going to an apple orchard tomorrow, which oh is gosh. the most basic Wait, thing. I'm so excited. Love, we're renting wish- a car and driving upstate. Actually, whenever I say upstate, people get really annoyed at me. I'm not going to the top of the state. When I say upstate, I just mean north of New York City, like going up the state you know what up, i'm saying up, i am climbing up the state yes yes so in the direction of upstate but not upstate new york so please don't come for me but yeah. we are going away from new york city i haven't been outside the city in forever and i'm so excited to get out i've been like extremely homesick recently hmm. like for being in nature or just going somewhere else i think i the city is just like i love new york but i want to see something else so yeah even course. a one day trip i think will be nice and refreshing so looking forward to that uh, looking forward to going to Arkansas, and then I'm going to Philly next weekend to see my friends. So just like little travels, um, and I might, you guys, this isn't booked yet or anything in concrete, but I might be going to Europe for work next month, and I am so freaking pumped about that idea. So again, updates to come. And on your way to Europe, you're gonna stop in LA, pick me up, and then go right because I'm on. The yeah, way. Exactly. I'm on the way. That yeah, makes a lot of logic uh-huh. sense. So yeah, <laughs> that's the plan. But anyway, um. Yeah, so as much as, you know, shit gets thrown at you in life and you have speed bumps of adulthood and things that are frustrating, like, it's good to focus on the things that you have to look forward to and be grateful for as well. There are a lot of things to look forward to. Jason's birthday is tomorrow, so we're going out with some friends tonight. And then um, tomorrow we're going to uh, Medieval Times, which is like the- Oh my uh, god, my brother used to be obsessed with that place. Really? Like, I I never went, but he went, like, multiple times and he would always talk about it and I always wanted to go and I never got the chance. A group of 11 of us are going to Medieval Times. Are you dressing up? You know, I hadn't got that far. Um, You should. I don't think they're the dress-up type, but I could just wear a crown. Well, you could do, like, a, what's it called? The Disney- um, Disney bounding? Yeah, where you, like, just wear a, like, puff sleeve top or something. Yeah, we'll see see what I come up with. I'm sure all the guys that he's going, they're literally just going to wear jeans, but, you know. But But it'll be a good time. I've never done that before. So we get to watch a horse joust and some live performance of men in armor, and we get- You need to post- as many stories as you can so I can feel like I was there with I you. will. Like, I, I genuinely will. want to live vicariously through your experience. I'm just going to put on a GoPro and live stream the whole thing. Please. I'm just going to live stream my experience at medieval times. <laughs> oh, my God. I would die. But, yes, I can't wait to hear about it on the podcast next week. And stay tuned, everyone, to find out um, how Sierra's renaissance experience at medieval yeah, times you have to, Because oftentimes so much happens during the week that I for, when we go to, like, catch up at the beginning of our show, I forget, like, what's happened. So you have to ask me and remind me to talk oh, about, I will me- not to talk about medieval times i can't forget trust me okay noted on that note everyone hope you enjoy this funny light-hearted episode leading up to halloween let us know what you guys are going to be for halloween what your plans are etc on our instagram at Ooh, fingers cross yeah, let us know i know i'm curious because it's always fun to get ideas of like non-basic costumes if you guys are still looking for costume ideas so maybe on our latest post that could be the topic of conversation is like what are your ideas or costumes that you wanted to be but didn't pick or something or ideas for other people 
help each other out. You never know. So spooky season is upon us. As we know, we're kind of in like mid-October right now, heading towards Halloween. Christy and I love a good themed episode. We have some spooky stuff coming later in the month for you that we're really excited for. But today we've just kind of like been thinking about Halloween and like trick-or-treating and like all those traditional Halloween, I don't know, traditions, classics, whatever you want to call them. And uh, I was thinking a little bit about like the origins of Halloween. And I feel like maybe we've talked about this last year or, you know, you guys have known this in the past that, you know, like the the kind of candy holiday that we have now is not exactly like how Halloween has, has always been. It kind of got us thinking about like tricks and pranks. So that's kind of like what got us thinking about today's episode. Um, but I know in one of my favorite old timey movies, which is Meet Me in St. Louis. Have you seen that movie, Christy? Did I ever make you watch it with me? No, but isn't it St. Louis? I mean, that's like kind of the whole point of the movie is like some people oh. say like St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> I guess that really emphasizes my my no, I have not seen it. <laughs> well, it's St. Louis, Missouri, which some people also call St. Louis, Missouri, especially like back when it took place. It was like this whole thing. Is it St. Louis or is it St. Louis? Whatever. Uh, um, I'll have to watch to learn have, the answer to that. It's, it's one of those beautiful things. So it takes place in like 1903 through 1904 about this family who lives in St. Louis. And uh, it goes through all the holidays and like how they celebrate. Like it's, it's, it ends up being like a Christmas movie, but they go through mm-hmm. Halloween. And there's this Halloween scene that is so enjoyable. It, it, it's really, really fun. And it's like how kids in like 1903 celebrated Halloween. So what they would what they do is the dressing up in costume was meant to be more of a disguise. So like they would rummage through their grandpa's clothes, their grandmother's old trunk, and they would put on like, you know, they'd stuff their shirts and like they'd put on like big ridiculous blouses and then like funny socks on their arms, just anything that like was like how you would dress up in your dress up bin. You know, you wouldn't necessarily Mm -hmm. dress up as a character. Or reason, just a lot of (laughs) conflicting patterns at once <laughs> yeah i mean like i did that as a kid we'd have a dress-up bin full of like random clothes and shoes and sashes and hats that you would just like throw stuff on and then do a talent show for your oh, parents yeah you no know. The, it was so fun my friend had her parents managed a like local playhouse in our town and so we would go up like when there's nothing going on at the uh, theater and we would go into the like, loft where all of the costumes were yes. and we would go hard oh, just trying on all of these things absolutely. and like theater costumes that are so specific for different roles and like oh my god it was so much fun but yes I do recall that part of childhood so imagine that but that's like what Halloween is and it's not planned like you do it day of Halloween you just like yeah. go and you go through all the random stuff you put on whatever you want and then in this so again I'm not saying this is every single child in 1903 but this is like the scene from the movie all the kids gather like in the middle of the neighborhood and they had a huge bonfire and it was kids like literal children who were grabbing sticks wood they like broken pieces of furniture that they found from like people's garages and whatnot and they were throwing them onto this fire making this huge bonfire and then they would all be they all had to get every single person in their neighborhood and how you get someone or kill them was you had to throw a handful of flour into their face oh my god so anyway it was about dressing up and doing tricks on people because, you know, technically Hallow's Eve is like when all the demons come out in like old pagan folklore. So it really has more like sinister 
origins. But then what started getting introduced is the parents were like, okay, I'm tired of getting my house a Let vandalized. Let you to not throw flour in my face. Here's some candy, leave me alone. <laughs> Let me give you, but it started, you know, with homemade like baked goods, you know, like, cause they didn't necessarily have, or maybe some people Package had like, you know, like old, like way. licorice candy or whatever. But like, let me, if you give, if I give you a piece of cake, will you not vandalize my house or harm me? And the kids would usually be like, mm. Mm, okay. So then that's sort of how the origins of it started with trick or treat. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't even really understand that it was trick or treat. I thought it was just like trick or, trick treat. or treat, like trick or, yeah, like that was some, I didn't but know I what mean, it meant. I feel like that just demonstrates how commercialized a lot of our holidays have become, you know, like yeah. they're like, okay, how can we capitalize on it, on this? We can sell giant bags of mass-produced candy to houses to make it like a thing where, you know, now I feel like tricks just aren't even a thing. At least in my, you know, childhood growing up, like you said, you didn't even register the trick part because it's all about the treats. It's all about the candy and obviously like yeah. very planned costumes. And I think that just demonstrates how different holidays are especially now in a very like commercial society and that reminds me of christmas how it was initially like it wasn't that you had all of these perfectly wrapped packages under the tree for potentially weeks before the actual holiday it was like there was a stocking and then there were a few things put in the stocking on christmas day itself and that was it you know what i mean and now it's just so a lot of old like in um older uh centuries they would get their christmas tree on christmas eve right put it up that christmas day too yeah on christmas day go chop it down decorate it put it up you'd wrap your presents christmas eve or you know get it was very different than like making it and the reason why they've strung it out for an entire month-long celebration is for the commercialization but anyway circling back to the the tricks and the bribery it reminds me of i think i feel like this was my house or maybe i was at a friend's house but i have a memory of on halloween getting someone through an egg at our window and i don't i don't remember if it was my house or if i was at a friend's house because i went trick-or-treating at a few different houses that that part's fuzzy but whoever's Mm -hmm. like mom it was was like really ticked obviously if someone threw an egg at my front window like i feel like i would be ticked too but then you think about it like that's you know on Halloween, thinking of the origins of Halloween, it's pretty harmless for someone to throw one egg at your window. Right. But then and you, also, I feel like so many problems. Common. Yeah, but also so many problems now. It's like the legal culture, at least in the U.S., of yeah. like, you know, that kid's family would probably get sued if someone like cracked the window or something with an egg. You know, like mm-hmm. there's just so many... I don't know. Things are more sensitive than they were 100 years ago, for better or for worse and whatever it is. And it's like uh i mean and that's why it's probably not the norm and they probably accepted it back then but now you know that there would be parents that would not just like let that slide anymore right you know i mean it's in the same vein that like they could let the kids just run around in the street and then if someone in the neighborhood gave them a piece of cake like no parent would worry that like there had been a razor blade allergy yeah yeah. like i mean because there was a thing that happened remember with the razor blades that um some woman like baked razor blades into these rice crispy balls disgusting thing i've ever heard like, it's like i genuinely it's... don't understand what could compel some i mean obviously there's a lot of crazy shit that people do that i don't understand what would compel them to do in this world but of all things like candy in a race oh i mean no that, it's, like... it's it's absolutely horrible and it literally changed the face of halloween because from then on like you know it was all packaged it all packaged and it had to be mm, sealed think about that unopened and you know just the whole fear of your neighbor and like the the crazy people in the world like you know yeah it's taking a dark turn this conversation but i just think a lot of things have changed 
of like what the origins of like old school Halloween used to be. Completely. And like people don't really do tricks anymore. But I thought it would be fun just to ask our listeners. And we did a little searching on like Reddit and Google just to kind of come up with like what are some Halloween pranks that people have done or have had done onto them just to, you know, keep the spirit of the uh old school Halloween alive. So we thought we'd yeah, we want to focus on the prank aspect. And yeah. also like some prank stories that are just like funny or pranks gone wrong or things like that that aren't necessarily yeah. on Halloween, but around that spirit of like, where did the tricks go? Like where I mean, yeah, we we kind of know. But like it's just crazy. I even my parents, I bet I could ask them some stories of like the pranks that they used to do. My dad tells me crazy shit that he did in his neighborhood with his friends. Like they oh, were probably, I bet the monsters of the neighborhood i should ask my parents too because again i still feel like halloween in like the 70s is was still probably completely different than halloween now yeah yeah probably still very different um we also did some polls on our instagram just kind of about like everyone's individual experiences with pranks and we wanted to see like is this just us or is this just not really a thing you know and we got I mean, pretty validating yeah. poll answers that, what was it, like 91% of people had never actually pulled a prank on Halloween? Oh, I think it, it was like it was like 97. It was 97. like 97% <laughs> of people have only ever done the candy but never actually played a prank on people and 3% said yes. So Wow. Yeah, yeah see, that just goes it's to just, show. But I think it's because we're afraid. Like, I, you know, there have been times I've, like, wanted to pull a harmless prank on somebody, but I'm always so, like, oh, God, well, what if it goes wrong? What if they sue? What if they mm-hmm. never want to speak to me again? It's just, like, you know, we have to be kind of hyper. Oh, you're right. 97%. Yep. I thought yeah. I was thinking of the other poll. We did kind of want to tell a little, like, couple stories that we each have about pranks that, I mean, I- I'm not a serial prankster. I never have been, even though it seems like it fits my brand really well. So like, I, I feel like I'm more of a verbal prank yeah, person like, than a physical prank Like person. more of a pathological liar, but with the oh guise of pranking people. Pathological liar is a very strong term. I would say recreational liar. Oh, okay. That's much better. Yeah. That, there you go. Um, okay. But How about instead of recreational liar, let's say recreational storyteller. That's more what yes, you like. That's to more do. like it. For the people that don't me- know me that are listening, um, we're referring to mostly I like to randomly tell stories that are harmless that don't exist to people that don't know me. Like in a Starbucks drive through, harmless. Yes. I'm going to Iowa. You don't need to know that I'm not. Like it doesn't change your life or mine that we just make up a story. Or like random guys in bars that I'm never going to see again. Like those kind of things, but not to actual people that you know it would impact no. or scare them or anything i don't do that just to set the president but you yes. can think of it more as that you just like doing improv scenes but yeah, the other exactly. person doesn't know that they're part of your improv scene absolutely it's a one-sided improv it's a show one-sided improv show and they get a front row ticket and they didn't yes. sign up for it but that actually reminds me of something i just saw on tiktok um you know michaela oakland the twitter yeah. girl yeah she is on tiktok too and she just told this story. So apparently, I haven't been following this closely, but apparently um, Grimes and Elon Musk broke up in the last couple of weeks. And, yeah. oh, do you know the story too? Well, no, I just, now, now, she, now she's reading the Communist Manifesto in public and getting oh, yes, photographed yes. doing but, so. But um, Michaela was saying that she made up a tweet just like for fun. I feel like Michaela has that sort of gene that I do that it's just fun to make up things. Yeah. In, with the idea that they're harmless but this one (laughs) she made a tiktok explaining that on september 13th or something like mid-september she randomly wrote a tweet that said just saw grimes and noah centeno 
what's his name? Centieno? Sen- yeah. Okay, Sen- you know what I'm trying I, to say. I, I do I'm know probably mispronouncing. Is. Sorry, yeah. Noah. But I just saw Grimes and Noah making out at a um, Olive Garden in Newport Beach or something like that. And it went viral and all of these people thought it was real. And Noah Centieno had to address it on his Instagram story that it wasn't real. And then, then Grimes and Elon Musk broke up. And <laughs> Kayla's like, if this is because of me, I'm sorry. This was not real. <laughs> just like those kind of things can snowball you never know the effect oh my god i didn't know that but i do know the time she did a very i think you and michaela would be great friends christy honestly (laughs) just controlling people constantly she did another tweet a while back that was like um because Dwayne the rock johnson made up a pro vaccine stance and so she was pretending to be like an anti-vaxxer oh i thought she was trying to be a russian bot anti-vaxxer tweet or something like that but she tweeted that was like what was his recent movie that just came out was it jungle cruise or something like that oh i don't know so anyway let's say it was jungle cruise she was like i'm boycotting jungle cruise because dwayne the rock johnson is anti-america with his vaccine like just some kind of complete like bs like you know also joke. someone would say that yeah but something how she was boycotting his new movie and it ended up going completely viral it got copy pasted so it was getting it was getting like retweeted by all these different I'm russian i'm sorry what did you just say copy pasta have you heard of copy pasta no. <laughs> i thought i thought you were trying to say copy and paste <laughs> And I just messaged it. Okay, sorry. What does that mean? Can I get some context? Coffee pasta is like where a certain. <laughs> sorry, like, now you sounds like you're saying coffee pasta. <laughs> sorry, guys, we're losing our shit over here. Oh my god! Coffee okay, pasta god. is like when a certain piece of text on Twitter gets picked up by like by bots by bots, and then they they post it as original content so they yes. just tweet that same thing over and over and it ends up going viral because all these accounts are tweeting the okay, same yeah, that's the thing i'm remembering is the bot thing but i wasn't yeah. sure if that was what happened or if people like her fans were catching on to it and posting it themselves too and then it amplified it to the bots and stuff I could I don't have know. been either, but regardless, it ended up going it so viral that all these people were then responding, being like, well, good riddance. He doesn't need you to watch his movies anyway. He's a star. It just goes to show Poor that the dude. internet, first of all, Michaela starts shit. Second of all, <laughs> the internet, you cannot believe anything you read because it's just oh, crazy. No. It's so insane. And also that reminds me, that's kind of like the modern day version of one of the pranks that I came across that I'd forgotten about. This is like an old story. It's pretty famous. Um, I think it was something about like the end of the world where, um, what's the guy's name? Wells. Yes. No. What's his name? R.G. Wells or or something? Or I'm thinking of Orson Wells or... or Someone Wells. Are we stupid? What yeah, is- I think we are. No, but I think there's two different that we're mixing up because there's or George Orwell is one, but then there's also someone R. L. Wells or something with H. an R. Well, H. G. Wells. Wells. I am so sorry the to the machine. people. Yes, I'm so sorry to the people who are literally like Dora the Exploring us right now, yelling at your phone like the correct answer while we're just stumbling yeah. through the dark of all the well related names. Who is H.G. Wells? Um, well, there's George <laughs> Orson that- Wells. Is oh, that who you man. think? American director, actor, screenwriter, and producer who's remembered for his innovative work in radio, theater, and film. Okay, I'm sorry. These names are all way too similar. George Orson <laughs> Wells, um, or or George. <laughs> George- <laughs> 
said George Orwell. Like, I'm sorry, what? You guys, we're completely sober. I feel like we are like high right now making this podcast. <laughs> crying i'm thinking back to copy pasta now and my brain went to shit at that moment okay to the story one of those i'm pretty sure it was hg wells no maybe not maybe it was one of the other wells okay tell me the context maybe i can help you what do you want to know basically he had a story maybe it wasn't even his story maybe someone was reading his story on the air basically there was a story about the end of the world and how aliens were invading and it was completely fiction but a radio host or one of the authors read it out loud on the radio. And I don't mm. think he gave he gave the disclaimer maybe right at the beginning that it was fiction. And then he starts reading this as if he's like live broadcasting this alien invasion. And people in the streets start flipping shit, thinking it's real. And people oh. are freaking out and people don't realize that it's a fiction story. It must have been a really long story because like someone's got to tell them. And... I feel like that's just the modern day version of things going exactly. viral on social media that aren't real, you know? And back then there was very few streams of media to choose from, to consume. And so you trusted things like radio and you didn't really, you know, think twice about like... Exactly. And so it's just so funny now how that's devolved essentially into like Twitter shit posting that goes viral and people take for Bible. <laughs> Copy pasta. So. I actually found an article about it, Christy. So it's actually perfect that we, um, you brought that up on a Halloween type episode because it happened on October 30th. So I'm sure, and it Ooh, was the night before Halloween. The actor Orson Welles. I just looked Orson Welles. Thank God I got yeah. something right. <laughs> so it said, yeah, it was on October 30th, 80 years ago. When was this posted? Um, 2018. So it was, uh, what would that have been? 2018 minus 80. 88. I- I can't do no, what, ma'am. Wait, minus thirty 80 years year- before twenty eighteen. No. Are we drunk? No. What year was it? Eighty years before two thousand eighteen. Oh, sorry. I thought you said thirty for some reason. No, eighty I- years before twenty eighteen would have been thirty eight. So nineteen thirty eight. Yeah. Okay. So on October thirtieth, nineteen thirty eight. If you oh, no, turn maybe this- forty eight. I'm sorry. If you haven't either- turned this off by now. I really <laughs> owe you a fruit basket. Um. Okay. It said he announced to audiences in a chilling radio performance, likely for like a Halloween type thing, that Martians were invading New Jersey, leading terrified listeners to believe that Earth was under attack by hostile aliens. Um, his infamous performance was a, dr- was a dramatization of the H.G. Wells science fi- Oh my god! So they're both involved! Holy I'm so sorry! Wow! My world just collapsed! Okay, <laughs> So, so Orson Welles read a segment from the science fiction classic War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. This is too much for me. Where was George Orwell when you need it? My brain is like exploding into space right now with these aliens. Okay, so that's exactly what happened. And that is, it, it drove people crazy. Oh my gosh, wait, this part says... Thousands of listeners rushed from their homes in New York and New Jersey, many with towels across their faces to protect themselves from the gas, which the invader was supposed to be spewing forth. Oh, imagine all of these people running around with towels over their faces. Like, I cannot picture this. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So um, I heard this saying once, which is believe half of what you see and none of what you hear and mm. i feel like that definitely applies to twitter that needs to go in that none of what you hear category um, seriously but again like there's just so many different ways that that manifests especially now with like changing technology and everything and how the power of amplified 
platform and voices is essentially to everyone now, not just radio hosts or actors that are reading things on the radio. So it's just crazy. But I think that's like an example of pranks. I mean, that wasn't even intended to be a prank. It was just a dramatized reading. But in the context of like pranks that go too far and that actually affect people's lives, like yeah, maybe Michaela did break up Grimes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't really know if there's a correlation there, but it was just funny how Noah addressed it on his Instagram story. Um, that is so. Crazy. I hope he sees that TikTok. Wow. But anyway, and she in the TikTok she goes, "There's not even an Olive Garden in Newport Beach." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, people, do your research. So I want to tell a really funny story. It's one of my favorite DMs we got. I was actually laughing out loud with this one. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. She said, this is in reply to the most memorable Halloween, LOL. So I volunteer for my town's haunted forest every year to give tours. And this one year, they moved where the chainsaws were. And so no one was expecting them. So these two girls got so scared, they collided into each other, resulting in one girl chipping a tooth and the other girl's forehead looked exactly like one of those bagel head implants some people do. I don't know what, what that means. That? <laughs> I, can we Google a bagel head implant? I just really want to know up. what that is. That's concerning from the sound of it, but we'll find out. I, I'm looking at these pictures and I don't know why anyone would ever do that. Oh. Ow. Why? Yeah, no, it looks like a donut on your forehead. But anyway, back to the story. One of the girls chipped a tooth. The other one looked like she had a bagel head implant. Keep in mind, I have to pause the whole tour. The whole event then had to stop for a little while to take care of this semi-serious medical emergency. And I had to take care of it with smiley makeup on because I did special effects makeups. Uh, suffice to say, it was not very calming for them. Attached is the photo of me on that night. Oh, so no. she... Christy, look at this photo. Oh my god. It's like imagine like like that, that's joking. from this that's a movie. I think it's like Smiley. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a guy had like carved a smile like the Joker, but but also on his eyes, like just yeah, it's gross. Yeah. So that's the makeup that she was wearing while trying to do like medical help for these girls that were so scared of the chainsaw that they bumped into each other. And here's this like monstrous, terrifying creature being like, can you apply compression on your forehead, please? (laughs) That's so funny. And the fact that she was also leading the tour, this is probably like one of those hometown operations, you know, not a full on Halloween Horror Nights, but like a hometown operation where there's a few people working. So she's leading the tour, dressed as Smiley, has to stop the operation, do the medical. All these people are standing around. That just sounds like complete chaos. Wait, speaking of Halloween Horror Nights, though, I know that we probably did touch on it last year and you told some stories, but do you have any stories from Horror Nights of like funny things that happened in the maze or like... I don't know if anyone tried to prank someone that they were in the maze with. Whenever scare actors like are on break or you have like an hour off, we would oftentimes like go incognito and like put a big hoodie over our heads so you wouldn't like see our makeup and stuff. And we would go into other mazes to like to get to experience them. And whenever the scare actors would recognize that there was another like in disguise cast member, they would break all the rules. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, like, uh, you know, you're not allowed to touch guests ever, but if they saw it was one of you, they might like, you know, you know, throw a punch or, you know, like little things like that. Not like hard, but I mean, throw just a punch. they might give you a light concussion. <laughs> no, I just mean they would like they would break the rules or they would like break those personal space boundaries right. more. But then what happened, but you're not supposed to ever do it in guest view because mm-hmm. that could tear. So one time probably manager's where view either. <laughs> I uh, someone totally broke that, but uh, they 
a group of guests saw them do it. Oh, and no. then they got so scared because they thought that they were like allowed to do that yeah, to the guests because yeah. they didn't know that we were friends. So that was one instance. And then um, another thing that we would do in the mazes that kept things interesting is the supervisors would come through like at a certain time every night. So they would often stop the guests from coming through. And then all of us would like creatively come up with some way to make them laugh (laughs) when they came through. That's fun. So every night we would try something different. Like one night there was like this dummy on the ground and I like set up a whole card game and I like sat on the ground playing cards with this dummy when they came through. And then another time I (laughs) ran to another part of the maze and I got inside... I like brought him into the maze with me. Oh I like God. we would this bring these props in advance in order to like for the the prank wars That's and so then fun. we would uh one night I cl- we had this prop car in the Stranger Things maze. It's like in the cornfield like a pickup truck yeah. and I like climbed into the pickup truck and I like pretend I was trapped inside of it like trying to get out but then I have to obviously get out and then you know go back to my spot before the next family comes through so LOL. you know we'd always do things like that just to you know, keep it interesting. That's really funny. Yeah. See, it's always fun to hear like the behind the scenes of things like that, because, you know, you mentioned last week when you were going back as a guest, um, just like how different it is now that you know what goes on behind the scenes and it's not as scary. But I bet for people who do find it scary to like hear the stories of that and how it's just like friends hanging out, breaking each other or whatever, it probably like helps (laughs) with that too. Yeah, absolutely. Or like, uh, a lot of times if you can we'll like listen if you have like wireless headphones you can put them in under your mask and like listen to music or podcasts like while you're scaring but wouldn't you like have to hear them coming or no you, you can see, see them? them a lot of people have a monitor they have like a monitor inside their oh. um their little hide so you can see it and then your scare is a trigger button on the ground that makes like a scream and a flash and you push it with your foot so if you see them coming, you can just pop out, do the flash thing, and go back Meanwhile, into your Meanwhile, you're listening hole. to How I Built This in your AirPods calmly yeah, learning, learning about, like, self-development. You're like, <laughs> When I – I never had um, wireless headphones at the time, and I tried to hide wired headphones inside oh my, my costume, but because I didn't have a mask, I couldn't do it. So I oftentimes, when I would be in my hides, I would just sing to myself i would sing through every single song i knew like all the way through kindergarten nursery rhymes all the way through like wiz khalifa like i was just going through everything i wiz knew comes through the maze at the moment that you're singing that <laughs> well i told you guys about the time that snoop snoop dog tried to fist bump me right yes, and I yes, turned yes, him you down. did tell that story last year yeah and that, that's an iconic one if you guys want to hear the full story you have to go back and listen to that episode because it was like our halloween week episode last year we did a whole special so we're not gonna be redundant but wasn't there also a wiz khalifa come through moment didn't he i don't go? know if there was a wiz khalifa moment i just make jokes about wiz khalifa all oh the time. that's right we did just have a random running joke about wiz khalifa on the podcast for like well, no apparent think of like a random artist who comes into my head is wiz khalifa yes, do i even listen to wiz khalifa's music no it's just wiz khalifa always that's is like so taking up space in my brain i don't know why rent free he lives there rent free i like have a small like studio apartment in my brain that's just, just wiz occupied by wiz khalifa. not even yeah, a parking just... spot for him just one no. room that's all just he gets. one room but it pops up every now and then you never know when wiz is gonna make his presence known once again but anyway but yeah horror nights is a fine fun time it's like being in a theater show yeah. you know or summer camp you know you get to know the interactive people. yeah but you get to know like your coworkers and your fellow like actors and like so tight like you mm-hmm. become so 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 tight with people and you get no sleep and it's a fun time i wouldn't do it again i don't think but it's i look back on it as like a, oh, i'm really fun glad memory. i did that yes you know for sure. it's fun it's a good halloween thing too because it is like a temporary thing so it's exhausting but 
it's only for one season so anyway um in addition to scares and horror nights and all of that we also got some other prank stories to share i looked up some that were just kind of like random stories that might be fun to read that are like um halloween pranks that went wrong so Uh oh this story (laughs) they're not that bad no deaths i don't well there probably are some with deaths, but i don't want to read those a few years ago a family in north carolina decided to hang a dummy from their second story roof to make it look like a person had slipped while cleaning their gutters and was now holding on for dear life the dummy was apparently dressed in real jeans a sweater and tennis shoes however Mirth quickly turned to mayhem. I've never heard that phrase before. Uh, when a neighbor who was out walking their dog spotted the dummy hanging from the roof, freaked out and immediately called the local fire department. By the time the family had that perpetuated the prank realized what had happened, the fire department was set up in front of their house and had a ladder extended all the way to the roof while shouting, hang on, help has arrived. <laughs> Just to a dummy. <laughs> I can imagine being the firefighter thinking you're saving the day and you get up there and it's just a mannequin. (laughs) Like that must have been a very well-dressed dummy. And like, wouldn't they be suspicious when they were yelling up to him with no response? Like, it's not like he would be hanging on unconscious or I don't know. But that's pretty funny if you ask me. That reminds me of my mom on a smaller scale. My mom is also kind of a prankster, but not like pulling pranks. She just, she loves Halloween. It's like, her favorite holiday she would always go over the top like decking out for halloween like she's not the like cutesy fall decor person she's the like blood is in this mug kind of decor <laughs> person <laughs> i love people like that anyway blood is in this mug. and also my mom was the the parrot that would be like so over the top with costumes like for example I'll try not to go on and on about this. I should look back and try and find photos of her. Um, But, like, other moms would have cutesy costumes and, like, cat ears and that whole thing. Because, like, usually moms aren't really into costumes. It's, like, more about the kids. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. Paula has a full-on, like, dark wig, uh, pirate boots, beard, Jack Sparrow costume. Like, head to toe, Johnny Depp. Wow. kids carnival and like scary shit she would do anyway so that's a side note but one small manifestation of her halloween obsession was every year she would have a fake foot that she would slam out the door of our minivan and so it looked like someone's leg was smashed in the minivan door out the trunk of the car sometimes and just like on the freeway just a foot was just flying up and down like a fake foot on the car and she would get I looks from people. Oh, my God. Okay, oh, sorry. Sure. I just remembered another story. I'll be, make it quick. She also, another year, this, I think this was after I went to college, or maybe I was in high school. I don't know. But she would put an entire-ass dummy with a scary mask in her passenger seat of the car that she would drive around. Like, she would have an entirely fake, terrifying-looking person just sitting next to her driving while she was, like, going to the supermarket. And the looks that. that she would get from people just driving down the street. Imagine, like, that car is parked in the parking lot of Safeway. She's inside shopping. A poor child is walking down the, the sidewalk, sees this, like, terrifying blood-faced creature. <laughs> passenger seat of a red minivan like i'm sorry that's just i love that yep 
anyway, so that uh, was just a side note, just a couple stories of like little prank kind of things that my mom. You know, my would do. dad is like that, but not with scary stuff. He mm-hmm. hates scary stuff, but he's the type who will buckle a watermelon into the front seat of the car just to see if anyone will like look oh. and like get that confused <laughs> just, like, look random, on their face, uh, like strange things that don't belong, kind of things. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like putting. He has this habit of like it's funny. He'll like take little figurines or if he finds little toys or something like out and about, he'll like hide them in the trees and stuff like just so that people will like go by and just see like them serendipitously stumble on it and they just like exactly. do a little double take like what is going on here that's so cute I love that's that. literally like his bread and butter is the thought of someone else's confusion is what keeps him going <laughs> like honestly and i think paula's like that too yes. but like more wanting over, to, like, i would say <laughs> like terrify people yes definitely um well there was somebody who had something like that i was at the 99 cent store and i was parked and i was about to go get out of my car and i looked to my left and I almost pooped myself because I was so scared because someone had put a Michael Myers mask on over the car their, headrest. on the car on the head yeah, car headrest. Yeah. yeah. And it was facing me. So oh, when I looked terrifying. out my door, I look and there's Michael Myers just looking right back at me in the window. And I literally like my heart fell into my butt. I was like <gasps> That's so funny. Honestly, it's probably Paula's evil twin who drives that minivan. And I'm oh pretty sure God. it was a minivan, to be honest. Yeah, it's so. big minivan energy for that yeah, when you have so. the time to deck out an entire passenger seat. Yeah. And I'm literally like a mid-20s woman. Can you imagine if a child like saw that? Like they would be scarred, scarred for life. Actually, that's so funny. But also not funny. But like it's funny in hindsight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyway, so I have I have a friendly prank here to share. Uh, This is a Halloween prank prank from one of our listeners. She said, during college, my roommate and I decided to move everything out of our other roommate's room while she was in night class. We stripped her bed, emptied out her desk and closet and hid everything of hers out of sight and in the trunk of our car, etc. The room was a complete blank canvas. Then we waited for her to come home and she was absolutely stunned. We filmed her whole reaction and her jaw literally dropped. Then she watched us as we put it all back. It was absolutely hilarious and she did laugh about it very soon after. Ha ha, winky face. Oh my god. That's a lot of work for you guys, honestly. <laughs> That's commitment to the prank. Okay, this is a Reddit one. So this says, not me, but some friends. Or like, two of his friends said this prank. Two of my friends, John and James, played a prank on a third friend, Alex. John went up to Alex one day and said, hey, we should pull a prank on James by pretending to kidnap him and putting him in the trunk of our car. Alex said, sure, that sounds like fun. So John and Alex do it, and they're driving back on some side roads. They come to a four-way stop. John turns up the music really loud and distracts Alex. And meanwhile, James pops the latch of the trunk, climbs out, and lies down on the side of the road near the intersection and smears fake blood all over himself and puts a blood capsule in his mouth. Then John... Oh. John and Alex drive a little further before James looks in the mirror and realizes that the trunk is ajar, quote unquote. He pretends to freak out and turns the car around and he and Alex run back to where James is spitting up blood and moaning. John says something like, oh God, he must have fallen out when I went over that bump. And Alex is freaking the fuck out. He's about to call 911, but somehow John convinces him to put James back in the trunk. (laughs) I'm sorry, this is going, this is taking a turn. James is pretending to be unconscious at this point and then drove to a small river nearby. John convinced Alex to help him dispose, quote, of the body. Okay, no, this is really bad. Um, The whole time Alex was freaking out and then as they're opening the trunk, James jumps out and scares Alex and um, tells him it was a prank. So, like, that's super extreme. I'm sorry, that's, like, low-key traumatizing. (laughs) I thought it was just going to be, 
you know, not pretending that you're friends. Anyway, um, okay, yeah, so that story was not exactly where I thought it was going to go. But still, I feel like those kind of things, that's playing with fire when you're like, yes. playing with the health of one of your friends. Obviously, he was fine. But like, making one friend think that they were part of something that hurt another friend, I feel like that's risky. But also, that's like teenage boys do that shit. Like, ugh, know, not, not to be like boys will be boys. But like, that's the kind of not always like fully thinking through something before yeah, it's exactly it's done. and luckily no one actually was hurt but still like that's traumatizing for your friend who thought that your friend was like hurt anyway i'm gonna go back to wholesome <laughs> yes wholesome uh halloween stories here so this is a story from one of our listeners she said my cat was born on halloween so senior year of college i threw him a halloween themed birthday party well, he was a pretty popular cat amongst my theater department, so the party got huge to the point where strangers were showing up in costume thinking they were at some Halloween party, but slowly but surely they all realized they were at my cat's birthday party with all of the art and theater majors, and so they left. <laughs> that's funny. And that's the story. LOL. Cat's birthday party. I kind of love that for your cat. I'm sure that yeah, was Yeah, I hope the cat had a costume. I mean, I would hope if it's a Halloween-themed birthday party. What do you think they dressed up the cat as? Mm, maybe... A witch? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I love the, the uh, cat costumes that you see like on TikTok where they look like they're like sassy walking towards yeah, they have, you like, because something. it makes it look mm-hmm. like it has legs in the front. Oh, there's, I've little, seen like, one that makes it look like a spider. Were you the one that sent me that? That has like yeah, spider like, legs running on the side. With the spider legs. Yeah, that was so really cute. cute. Okay, here's another story that's kind of related to the um, like decorations that are taken for real. This one says, Isn't, <laughs> in the vein of domestic accident pranks gone wrong, how about this one? Another family decided to use a dummy to stage a horrifying accident involving their ride-on lawnmower. The merry pranksters placed the dummy underneath the lawnmower on their front lawn, so only the legs and arms were visible from underneath the machine. They then covered the arms and legs with red paint to stimulate blood, so that it appeared to everyone who passed by that the homeowner had been cut up and mangled by his own lawnmower. Oh, lovely. So good that was so good was the staged accident. The neighbors who saw it in broad daylight had no idea it was a hoax and promptly dialed 911. The police arrived and terrified, launched into action, not realizing that the person in distress under the lawnmower was a dummy until one of the cops attempted CPR. Oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah, see that's the thing. Oh. It's like when you have things that look too real, <laughs> yeah. it can be like Yeah, I remember once I was trick-or-treating, and I was a pretty, I mean, young kid-ish, like, I don't know, third or fourth grade, and uh, somebody, there was like a pumpkin scarecrow thing sitting in a a chair on someone's front porch, and as I got to the front porch to say trick-or-treat, it stood up. Because it was a person. And I literally, I think some people would have been like, oh, scary. And then like, huh. And then me, I like literally screamed and tore down the street. So, okay. You know how like with chainsaws and mazes and stuff, it's real, but doesn't have blades on it, right? That's how they use them. Anyway, so I'm not sure if this story is referring to that, but it says revving real chainsaws. So I'll read the story. A teacher at a Taunton High School in Massachusetts thought he figured out a great way to get students into the Halloween spirit. He brought a real chainsaw to the school, pulled the ripcord, and then burst into a classroom of 15-year-old students wearing a ski mask and, oh my god, and revving the chainsaw to max throttle. The stampede of students that ensued was so bad that one person broke his leg while clamoring over a desk. Once appraised of the stunt, apprised of the stunt, who wrote this article? I'm sorry. Several parents of the traumatized students launched a lawsuit against the school board, high school, and teacher who perpetuated the prank. Apparently, the family of the kid with a broken leg settled out of court for a hundred thousand dollars trick-or-treat but like yeah see that's just so oh my i'm gosh. sorry but as the teacher like that's just stupid 
of you to do. Like yeah, in a scheme a mask and coming in the door, but it's different to have a literal chainsaw. Yeah, like that's just... Ugh. And I'm someone who doesn't... Like, it takes a lot for me to think a joke has gone too far. Like, I have a higher threshold than a lot of people, I think. But, like, sometimes you're just... That's just stupid of you. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, don't be an I mean, idiot. if kids can't bring weapons to school, then teachers should not be allowed to bring weapons yeah. to school either. I feel like so. this was also probably years ago. Like, I don't think yeah. anyone would try to do that today. But also, no. that's just, like, the scary state of things. So, here's another DM from our listeners. She said, As a tomboy who refused to wear anything girly in the 90s and early 2000s, there were no options for girls' costumes besides princess dresses. My non-crafty mom was super frustrated and dressed me in all black and wrapped that fake webbing stuff you usually put on the bushes and then stuck leaves to it around me i have no idea what i was supposed to be maybe a spooky leaf pile question mark love the end, by the end of the night it was falling apart and the leaves were all dragging on the ground oh my god that's funny i love that i sent her a message and i was like if you have pictures please yeah, send we need them. A visual. i would love to yeah. see your spooky leaf pile costume it honestly <laughs> gives me vibes of like abigail breslin and little miss sunshine where it's like all the pageant girls and she's just standing there sticking out and you imagine you've got like all the princesses and yeah. then the spooky leaf pile in the spooky middle spooky leaf pile truly okay this is a little bit different of a story but kind of funny of a prank gone wrong eggs are one of the oldest and most popular halloween pranks who among us hasn't egged a house at least once in our lives personally side note i have not but have you seen her? Have I ever egged someone? Yeah, like egged anything? No. Yeah, see, who among us? Both of us. Okay, back to the article. But this tried into your prank took an ominous turn for a 15-year-old Pennsylvania youth in 2006. Okay, again, who wrote this shit? Like, a 15-year-old Pennsylvania youth. For some inexplicable <laughs> reason, the teen in question thought it would be funny to egg the local electric company substation. <laughs> In his oh, no. Halloween. However, the combination of egg splatter and rain that was pouring down at the time caused a massive explosion that practically <gasps> destroyed the electric substation and knocked out power to 8,000 people in the local community. Fortunately, the boy escaped relatively unscathed. He had to be treated at the local hospital for ringing in his ears. Maybe it was the sound of his brain being fried? <laughs> wow oh i didn't God. realize eggs and rain caused such a problem with like an electric current Black fire and rain eggs and rain yeah that eggs is and wild rain. i'm sorry but like what youth in pennsylvania is walking down the street be like instead of um my english teacher's house how about i go egg the electric substation <laughs> i guess that kid did uh, never again uh, like did he have legal repercussions like i don't even know anyway um yeah we have so many stories that we could tell like there's a lot on the internet and from you guys that we could read for hours but we are gonna wrap this episode up it's been so fun just like chatting about how halloween has changed and like what pranks used to look like and then what they do now and everything i feel like i don't know i wasn't expecting this to go that way but it was really interesting just to think about like the difference honestly I think my favorite tangent was our like 10 minutes of like dying over Orson Welles versus H.G. Wells and then learning they were both part of this story. It's unreal. I'm sorry. Like, what are the odds of that? Like, I just feel extremely validated because all the people that were screaming at us being like, ah, it's like they both were there. So you can understand the confusion. Yes, exactly. Uh, the only one missing was George orwell so hopefully yeah, he has truly. another dramatic story that can add to and then this. when you first said wells i thought you meant wells from like the bachelorette and the bachelor so no he's not the wells involved with this no. he was a radio host though back in the day so he could have i also saw him 
on a jog in Studio City a couple was years ago. Was he also hosting the radio at the time or running from aliens, Definitely. perhaps? Was there a towel on his face? Are you sure he wasn't distressed running from H.G. <laughs> Wells' story? <laughs> anyway. Actually, he was running from H.G. Wells, who was behind him, <laughs> chasing him with an alien invasion. Dressed oh, up God. as George Orwell. Anyway, thank you all for listening to this mess of an episode. It's been fun. It's been a great prelude to halloween chatting with you all yes. and sharing some funny and some disturbing stories of halloween pranks that maybe went too far or other pranks so thanks for listening and next week yes thank you next week we've got a spooky episode for you a little bit haunting a little bit storytelling a little bit american history so it's gonna be a good time so stay tuned <laughs> anyway love you all thanks for listening subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and we'll be back with you next tuesday and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fingers Crossed Pod. And if you're enjoying the show, throw us five stars on Apple Podcast Ratings. Don't forget to keep your fingers crossed and your chainsaws. And your HG or Wells Wells. And on that note, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>